So when the four thieves of happiness come calling, so when judgment comes calling, whether it's judgment of yourself or judgment of others, when shame sinks in and you start feeling shame about yourself or something you've done to somebody else, when guilt comes a knocking at the door and you feel guilty about something you've done, and then you try and then validate that and you're, you then stick into that codependency of excuses. Where do you sit? How do you get yourself from that point of the four thieves of happiness is about to rob you? And what is it that you do to quickly move yourself back into a place of power? Welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. You know, life is a journey. My name's Marcus. My name is Mags. And together we will discuss how the endpoint isn't the destination. Welcome back, everybody. It is episode five of The Journey with myself, Marcus, and Mags. Hello, hello. Okay, so just a bit of a recap. I think that we need a recap of what we've looked at so far, because I think this all leads to this point today. I think this is the pivot point, um, which is all about the four themes of happiness, right? And what does that mean? And all of those different things. But we start off with the why, which is really your anchor, I would say, Max, would you agree? Is that if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going, right? Why are you doing it? Why are you here? Why is it that you're on this journey? Um, I can't remember what the next ones were then. Um, and then we got them up. I have, we had five I'll keep filling, it's fine. I had them in my brain, they just went away. Just shows that we're just winging this as we go along, right? So no, was, no, I have the list of episodes here. Yeah, yeah. So that's when we move to vulnerability. Then yeah, right. yeah, so you've got to get out of your own way. You've got to sit. You've got to understand where you are. And actually, the next one after this, the next episode, which is episode six, we'll be really looking into that a little bit more, won't we, about speaking from the scar, not from the wound. So that that kind of links into that. Um, and then was you growing up next, I think it was, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, growing up. And and again, today's episode really speaks to that of 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 growing up and taking responsibility. Um, but more importantly, I think it's screw it and do it anyway, right? I think Richard Branson no, says. Well, I would. I just want to add that really everything else, all the future episodes, we're just going to be compounding what compounding, we're going to talk yeah. about because that's how the journey works. You learn a little bit. And then you carry it with you when you learn new things, and then you continue on your journey. And then you come back again um, and relearn it. And in then a exactly, way. and it's important yeah. to know that sometimes you're gonna have to go a few steps back to learn something really, uh, truly, so that you can move. So it's it's normal to have uh, one step forward and three steps back. Exactly right. Something that discourages us as well, or we just give up immediately because oh, I've just went back, so that means it doesn't work. But we're here to tell you that it's actually quite normal and don't be the step, just figure out what's going on here. And then maybe sometimes you can even leap a few steps, uh, uh, you know, forward if you learn that lesson. So it really depends on, on what the obstacle is, what the lesson is. I think this what... is the pivot point. I think this is the pivot point, which for me definitely was something that, and, and I know that you're going you're gonna to delve straight into, especially one of these. We're both on the same page on one of these. But here's the thing, and I'm going to say this from the off. One of the things, Mags, that really pisses me off, right? Pisses I'm me off. a little angry today, guys. I'm a bit so angry today, but we were just talking about this okay. before we started recording, right? So one of the things that really pisses me off is when you go on Instagram, when you go on TikTok, and there's all of these people that are going, here's my system. 
earn six figures, do my only this and offer this. And I like, it's like, shut the F up. Deep breath, Marcus, deep breath. Take, take, swipe that out, swipe that it's out. It's not my Vegas now. It's not right. yours. It's okay. not yours. And let me tell oh, you. Oh, yes. I believe you are upset because you know that it's not one size fits all. And nobody, right. has the, nobody has the answer to you. And there is no program, just to let you know, there is no program out there. There is no coach out there. There's no therapist out there that has the answers because the only thing they have is information that you may use, like this podcast that we're giving you for free, right? We're giving you information. But what you've got to know is what are the four thieves of happiness? What's blocking you from living your best life and why? And that's the big one. Why? So let me just... I've already told this story when this happened in a previous episode, so I'm not going to tell it again. But here's the thing. This is the thing that I realized. And this was from my own experience. And when I mention this to clients now, they all go, oh, my God. So think about this. Something's blocking you at the moment. You're listening to this. Doesn't matter what it is. It could be something big. It could be something small. It doesn't matter. Run that problem through these four things. Number one. Judgment. Am I judging myself or am I judging others? We're a mirror, right? So if you're having a go, so I've just I've just had a go now about marketing, crappy marketing and all the rest of it, right? Nothing about the marketing. It's all about me. I'm 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 judging other people, but actually what I'm really doing is judging myself. It's my own frustrations, it's my own anger, it's my own right. Okay. So I'm taking responsibility. We've talked about that before, right? So judgment, shame. So now as I sink into that, oh, my God, I feel shameful that I just said all of that stuff. And really, it's probably not true. It's just about me. Oh, my God. Now I feel guilt over that because I didn't come from a place of love. I came from a place of judgment. And people won't see. (laughs) And now look what I just did. I tried to validate my response. I tried to validate the reason why I was feeling the way I was. I tried to validate. And this is where the victim scarcity mindset comes in because validation is is impregnated in society we we love giving a label so one of my best the best best labels i like at the moment is neurodiversity because i like that because it means you think different you see things differently and we need to see things differently if we're going to move on we need to embrace that right but when somebody says oh you've got i've got adhd and that's because I've got this and that's why I can't. We then become a victim to somebody else's label. In fact, what we do is we then start to become a battery in somebody else's success because they're now using us. I Um, think everyone should really pay attention to any sentences that start with I am or I cannot because you're kind of labeling yourself and you're actually limiting yourself just by saying um, and even sentences like, oh, I'm just like that. I've always been like this or I can't do it because like those are limitations you're literally putting on yourself. Who says that just because you have ADHD, you can't do this? Like there's plenty of people that are successful and and this and that with, you know, Mm. ADHD. There's so many other conditions out there uh, that people use into their advantage. Like that's the thing, right? to your advantage you have ADHD great that means you you can you know maybe you have uh you can be um I don't know multi-passionate or something because have you heard the hunter farmer theory Max Hmm? have you heard of the hunter farmer theory 
I feel like I have. I feel like you had the post about it. Yeah, let me just let me just I very think, quickly explain yeah. this. So for anybody who might be neurodivergent, they might have, they might have been labeled with ADHD and you think it's a bad thing. There's a great, I think it's Albert Einstein says, doesn't he, that um, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll think it's worthless, right? It's the same principle. So pre-10 million years ago, when we were running around the savannas of Africa and everywhere else, and we were we were tribal and we were kind of hand-to-mouth surviving before we started to farm. Being neurodivergent, having skills like ADHD as a hunter was really, really, really useful because you're passionate about going out, getting that kill. You need to be super focused. You will take high risks. But for mm. you, your brain is working that quick that you're taking all that information in. However, so imagine that's like a lion out in the savannas of Africa. Take the lion and then put it in a circus. Yeah, it will survive, but it won't be happy and its life won't be as long. What we've right. Yeah. So what's happened is, is that our natural instincts as humans have shifted to become farmers. We've become batteries. We've caged ourselves in. And if you look at the way that society works nowadays, it's pretty much run by politicians and by finance people who are very literal. They're, they're farmers. They don't take risk. Some do, but generally it's very much information in, information out, information in. And this is where academia has come in academia never used to be about pushing the boundaries now academia and learning having a degree or whatever it is which we say that's amazing but let me show you this is what success is i'm going to sneeze in a minute right let's look at this for success let's say you're born to a really really nice family and the first four years you play you go out you do whatever you want to do and then you go to school and then you have to start to conform to the school system. Why? Because they have to tick boxes to say that this is who you are. You can pass this exam. You can do math. You can do English. You can do that with ticking boxes. Then we may go to, well, go to maybe go and do A-levels or, or high school. And then we go and get a degree. Why? Because we're told that if, oh, if we go and do that, then you've got more chance of getting a better job. If you get a better job, you can have a better pension. So by the time you're 70 years old, you might have had a miserable fucking life. But now you're just hoping by the time you get to 70 that you've got a good pension that you can live off. And that is success. No. I mean, it's if not. you subscribe to it, it is. If you subscribe to it, but how many people do, right? How um, many people get stuck in the system? I certainly did. And when we look at... The what's the message, Marcus, that you're trying to come across here? Because, fear. you know... <laughs> fear. fear is the we message... Can... I yeah. can tell that you're going to be all and on about it for a long time. Yeah. Don't so so the thing that stops us, the four thieves of happiness really come down to two things. Fear of change and codependency. And codependency is a really interesting word because we think a lot about codependency in regards to relationships, right? So I'm codependent on my partner. I'm codependent in this relationship. But where are your codependencies? What is it that you're saying, I can't let go? I can't do this. Where are your codependencies and what is the fear about letting them go? So when I left the police, I was codependent on my salary. I was codependent on that uniform because that uniform gave me status within society. And it's interesting since I left the police, I did an amazing job of helping people. Surprising how many people when I was at, oh, this is Marcus, he's, the police, he's a police officer. They were proud of the fact, but now I'm a therapist. It's like nobody even speaks to me. Isn't that interesting? Mm. 
And I had to really do a lot of work on validating myself for who I was rather than having to seek the validation of others. And we keep going back to it. It's in a child work, right? Because when we're little, we we look for the security and protection of our parents. And guess what? Sometimes they fuck up and sometimes they don't have the answer. We look to the validation of our work colleagues, our bosses, because they're in a position of authority when really they should be in a position of responsibility. The fact is, is that if you put your growth in the hands of somebody else, you give away your power. And this is a whole messy little thing that you have to go into. So I'll shut up because, you know, I'm really passionate about this one. Um, so I'm going to shut up now. And I'll just pass it over to you, Max. What, what do you think around that whole thing? Validation, codependency, because I know you, you've we've talked a lot about validation, haven't we? And having to get over ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think um, validation and giving your power away, those come hand in hand to me because once you like kind of, realize what's going on there you will see that um anytime at any point that you want someone else or something else to give you something and then you base your happiness over it then you're giving your power away Mm -hmm. uh one of the hardest things for me uh, to wrap my head around with the with the giving my power away was with my acl recovery uh because um you know, I did everything that I was told to do. And, um, you know, I still search for different things. Like I did, I had like three, I had two phases at Cairo. Like it was, the, the system failed me there. Uh, but I still kind of took responsibility on myself. And I still didn't see how I take, I can take my power um, here. I thought I'm already in my power by looking to different people. When one failed, then I went to another. So I did all the research and... Um, you know, I, I didn't know how I can even um, get the, the power back if they need to help me, right? But that's that wasn't until I was like, okay, actually, I don't need them. Like, I still, if I want to, but I'm the one that decides if I'm actually going to listen. So that's when I stopped going the, um, the common way. And I went to acupuncture. I went to do some meditation. I went to do more healing. And I, I went completely different angle on my knee. And that's when it started healing more and more. Because I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to take, I need to take my power back. It needs to take from me. It needs to, I can't be depending on my physio to tell me what to do so that my leg will heal because it's not working. It hasn't been working for a year and a half. But because it was an injury, I didn't think that I have any say in it. Yeah. Because he's the specialist and I'm not. Um, so that's like a very extreme example, but still the power wo- was within me because I'm the one that decides even if my leg doesn't heal or is this at this stage right now at this very moment. So I needed to surrender. So I think it kind of then goes into surrendering. To that's hard, right? And that was super hard with my knee. I literally, it took me two years almost to come to the place. That I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to live my life. Uh, follow the dreams that I have already like you know shaped in my head and not wait for my leg to catch on with my dream but I'm just going to go and do what I want to do and the leg's going to have to catch on or maybe can I just stop you there because you just said something that I think is so powerful so powerful the amount of times that we turn around and we say once everything is perfect then I'll make that move and I want to just say that again once every it's never going to be perfect 
And, and, well, and I don't think like, even people say once everything is perfect, but they always say, oh, when I have more money, when I have yeah, more time, yeah. when I have so not necessarily everything, but just even one tiny thing. But that's just an excuse. And we probably hear it as well when you do discovery calls or when you have like clients that they're like, oh, yeah, I wish I could do it. But now is not the right time because, you know, once once I have more money or once I have more time or once I finish this, then maybe I will do it. But that's not because you don't have the time or you don't have the money. That's because you're not prioritizing yourself at this very moment. And that's not your number one um, thing that yeah, you want to follow. Exactly. So and, that's, and that's fine. I mean, one of the biggest yeah. one of the biggest things when I do my coaching calls now and when I do a discovery call, um, I when I was going through that real lack mindset around money and, you know, being able to, you know, should people pay me to, to come and do yeah. this? Um, I that, I found that really, really difficult. But one of the things that I learned was to say this question, uh, and, and I find it, it doesn't happen, it pretty much never happens now. But the question I always ask is on my discovery calls is this. So if you're a coach, I'll give you this for free. Um, what does success look like at the end of this conversation? What do you need? What difficult conversation do you need to have now to make sure mm -hmm. you know that this is the right move? So the, one of the questions that a lot of people will ask, and they ask it online, they say, um, so it might be an Instagram. Somebody might DM me on Instagram. Hey, seen some of your stuff. Well, we'd love to come work. How much do you cost? And what I say yeah, to them, and what I say to them, I'll, yeah. I'll stop you before you go on on the on the on the run there. Um, yeah, because money, we attach things to money, and money yeah. is what. So, but again, I think to, to it comes back to the why and it comes back to your priorities yeah. because you can spend the money if it's something that you really want to do for yourself. Like you're not looking at the money if you want to go snowboarding or skiing. You're going to pay the thousands of dollars that's going to That's how much it is, right? You're going to have fun and you're going to want to yeah. do it. So you don't look at the money there because you just you're just going to spend it but so if you have any blockages but i don't want to really focus on 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 you know coaching. what i was going to say though is that the way that i always it's, kind of answer that question is that what else. is the priority yeah. because actually money's energy and and the only reason i mean bring that up is is that that's what we focus on a lot and the shift that i had to make around investment and investing in myself and all the rest of it was was that thing about where am i putting my energy into this because actually it's never about it's never about money what it's about is if I invest this money, will I see a return? Now, oh, that's so a I think that question. comes back to those four thieves that you said. So yeah, if you're exactly. struggling to make a decision, then maybe you can ask, like, what's the judgment here that I'm attaching? Or what's yeah. the story I'm building here? It doesn't need to be a coaching thing. It might be it why be you're not investing in, like, like you know, um, yeah, I can't really have an, a, a great example now, but well, Whatever it is that you're afraid to, to be doing is probably because you have a story around what people are going to say about it. Like you said, you know, you and some of it might be true. Like you said, you are a therapist now and people don't talk highly of you anymore because you're no longer a police officer. So it changes. Right. So like you had the status and now you have a different status and people don't understand. To me, it's a higher therapist is higher than a police officer. But that's just me. Um, but still, it's not your really um it's not your problem what people think of you one of the so things i want to bring in um yeah. is something that vision talks about vision lakani from mind valley because i think this is an amazing thing and interestingly this popped up on my i think it was on my instagram feed yesterday but i love this and i use it all the time lofty questions yeah and lofty questions is let's say let's say uh, let's, let's let's just use money because i know money's a big thing for people for a lot of people i'm going to use it anyway but 
why am I abundant in all areas of my life? Right. Let's just use that. Why am I abundant in all areas of my life? Yeah, Notice, why am I so good with the money? Why, why am I, I so good so with money? money? Why now what, oh, yeah. what happens is is that words are powerful. And when you start to ask lofty questions and put yourself in a position of power, which is what that is, it's saying, why am I this thing? In the areas that you're not that thing, then you are more likely then to move towards that space, right? And it's energy in, energy out. And it's where are you put in your energy? So if we go back to those four themes of happiness, I'm judging myself, I'm judging my others. Does the energy that I'm putting into that serve me for where I need to go, which is ultimately happiness? If I'm putting my energy into shaming myself or shaming others, where do I benefit? Where does that make me happy? If I'm putting my energy into feeling guilty about something, why is that? And why does that make me happy? If I'm putting my energy in having to validate myself to people who generally don't give a shit about me, how do I gain in that from happiness? And the only thing that it is, is that it's probably familiar. So what the, the, the word, whenever you get a problem, doesn't matter what the problem is, whatever the challenge is, is think about where am I, where am I putting my energy? So it doesn't have to be money. Money's energy, right? Love is energy. Everything is energy. It moves from form. As Bob Proctor would say, it moves from form, through form, and into form, right? It's everything is cycling. Everything that we do, our emotions, our thoughts are always moving from, into, and through. And when it comes to fear, fear is the blocker that stops us moving that energy through. And that's why we feel it in our body. And when we talk about, again, society, we say, anxiety is bad. But your body and your mind is always trying to help you. Is a, is a signal. That's it's just a signal, isn't it? Right? Yeah. yeah. So this is one of the things that I want people to know about the four thieves of happiness is, is that it's your programming. It's other people's programs that you have absorbed into your psyche, that you've even absorbed into your body, and you're holding that in. And that's why that somatic work is really, really important. And I want to bring something back to you, something you said on the last episode. Mm-hmm. you said things like dancing makes you happy right and you talked a little bit about that judgment didn't you about about the fact that although it made you happy you didn't really and my judgment it wasn't never mine no, uh, no. i was judged, yes i yeah. was judged and then i became insecure and then yeah. i you know didn't really dance much uh or self-conscious or whatever yeah. it was. It didn't give me as much pleasure because that, that was taken away from me by p- uh, other people's comments. And mm. that again comes back to like taking your power away because it's not like people. I mean, surprisingly, actually no one really t- tells me uh, bad things now about my desk, even though I go crazy and, and, and whatever, but maybe they feel my energy that I actually don't give a shit what you think about my dance. So maybe they just feel that they don't need to give me this negative comment because it's not gonna land anyway. Uh, because you know how it is when you're in this place that you fear that someone's going to say something bad about you, then probably they're going to say something bad about you because you kind of attract things that kind of. Another golden nugget there, Max. <laughs> you just said another golden nugget, another golden nugget, which is, is belief. I think that belief is made up of a story and a feeling. And if you truly can walk this world, knowing that you're perfectly imperfect, knowing that you haven't got it all sorted, 
but there's something deep down in you. There's a, a true belief in inside you that you're walking a path. And I think the biggest, we said this just before we start the podcast, I think the biggest thing that stops us from stepping into fear and, and stepping into happiness is being surrounded by authentic people. And I think finding authentic people is really, really difficult nowadays. Wouldn't you agree that everything's Instagrammed, everything's polished. And that's what we're trying to do on this podcast, right? We're trying to have real conversations to go, we've not got it figured out. We don't know what, but actually what we can both say, I think without, with absolute certainty is that we walk this world, both of us with an inner knowing that even though it's painful, even though it can be shitty sometimes, that actually there are moments, and I think Mind Valley and Tallinn last year absolutely was one of those moments for me. That that weekend for me was just so magical of just being surrounded by people who could step into vulnerability, people who you could have honest conversations with, people who you could break down. You know, I, I did it with you, and somebody else did it with me. Called me out my bullshit, and it was like fucking hell, that hurts, you bastard. But they did it in such a way that it wasn't meant with any malice. It was it was meant with complete love to say you don't need to it's be their understanding. Yeah, yeah, it's um, you know, I think there's still a story that we also tell ourselves because I keep saying uh, this to myself as well here that you know in Sydney it's very hard for me to find this uh soul family. Uh, but then at the same time, I'm not really looking actively. So um, it's all bullshit at the end of the day. So but it doesn't exactly, mean you don't so feel it, right? Maybe it would be hard, but maybe I would find, you know, and at the end of the day, I also don't need hundreds of people. It's just like a few people that you can just connect with deep, yeah. deep, on a deeper level. And you know that it's going to be already all, all that you need, really. Um, so there is a little bit of our story that we still because we've been programmed to believe this, we had evidence to support this, uh, that, you know, you come vulnerable to someone and people don't understand, like it will be happening. But again, it is within your power to decide what story you're going to tell yourself and how much uh, it's going to affect you. So, um, so yeah, you can still go out there and go against it. You can still put yourself out there and see what happens. And really the more you're going to do things that scare you, um, the more confident you're going to become. It's not only that you're going to reach that little goal or the big goal that you have, you're going to get closer to it, but you're actually going to build a very good skill for, for life because um, I'm honestly so much more excited and confident about anything. Like as long as it's in, in line with my vision and with yeah. those values and with the personal development, because that's my my thing, my jam now, Anything that I know that is, you know, like I feel it that this is connected with what I want to do. Um, I just jump at the opportunity or even create the opportunity. Which, yeah. you know, I, I, this podcast wouldn't happen if I didn't work on my fears and I reached out to you for collaboration. We didn't know what we we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, but because we, we took a risk and we, you know, like, Magic can happen if you trust uh, that what you, you know, like you can just have sometimes. You can a never bit be of wrong. Idea. You can never right. be wrong if you go with what you truly believe. And I think this is one of the biggest things yeah. I want to get over on this episode, on this podcast, is that there's in the Bible, not that I'm religious per se, but in the Bible, there's a story of where Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, one of yeah. the things that I've noticed, I, I, I had to go to church when I was little, and I've mentioned this before, but... Back in the day, in the olden days, they people couldn't read, right? So they told stories. 
and many stories, whether that be Star Wars, whether that be The Matrix, whether that be Disney, whatever it is, right? They're all based on actual similar themes. And this is my belief now around that story about Jesus going into the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. You cannot, it is impossible. And if anybody knows any different, please let me know. It is impossible to go through the valley of death with the light. You have to go into the darkness. Now, I'm going to go completely off tangent. And please, any Christians out there, don't take this, this the wrong way. Lucifer, right? Lucifer means the bringer of light, Satan. Now, I'm not a Satan worshiper. I'm not saying this, but here we go. Let's listen to this. Sure? If he is the bringer of light and Satan is bad, what if what they're saying around those biblical texts is that you have to walk through that darkness and that shadow and that evil of yourself, your shadow work. Carl Jung, I'll bring it back to psychology. Carl Jung, you've got to do the shadow work. You've got to go into the desert. You've got to go into the judgment. You've got to go into the shame. You've got to go into the guilt. You've got to go into the validation. But you've got to go into it in a way that you go, how can I use all of this as my fuel to move me to where I need to get to. Because most people are, are told, move away from that. So anxiety, oh, you've got anxiety, go and cope and manage. No, understand the anxiety, understand the darkness, yeah, understand why it's there. What's going on. Yeah, 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 because if you don't, if you don't do that, and if you think about the way in which society tells us what we should do is, oh, that's bad, that's... There is no, that's judgment, right? It's yeah, we've basically been told a lot of lies. We've been told a lot of lies. You've got to be clever now enough to just figure out what works for you, what doesn't. Yeah. And anything that doesn't work for you, go and search what are the better answers that, that, that suit you better because every a lot of things that we've been told are really, you know, not working for our best benefit. And yeah, definitely any anxiety, any um limitations um any fears you know triggers as well all of those things they are just signs for you that there's a wound that you want to look into mm. and that's how you can you know make it better you're not going to make it better you can you can ease the anxiety by distracting yourself with something but it's going to come back over and over and over and over until you go to the wound and figure out why you have this anxiety in the first place. And there's nothing wrong with the anxiety. It's just how our body is um, wired. We had, you know, everyone has it. There's no point in pretending that, I don't know, some people don't have the anxiety. Like, you know, even if you know yourself, you have the self-awareness, you still might be triggered by other things. And then it's your job to, you just, you have tools and you can get yourself out of this much faster than it used to. I think that's what the mastery with those with this yeah, work is. I'd like to share a tool actually. This is not my tool, but I use it a lot. And I actually heard it from a lady called um Sarah Davis PhD. I can't remember. She's a psychologist. Anyway, and I love this and I use it all the time now. If you're going through something that's bad, you know, whether you want to give it a label or not. But what she said was was that I'm noticing the cloud, I am not the cloud. Happiness, I am noticing the happiness, the sun. I am not the sun. And, and I think the biggest shift, and I think what I'll do is I've got a meditation, I'll put it in the show notes and people can download it. Um, but when you realize 
that you are not the feeling, but you are experiencing the feeling. So I don't, let me tell this story. This is a brilliant story, very funny story. I had a a young lad who came to me, he was 21, and he had been suffering from agoraphobia since he was about 14, right? Okay. And he was in a really, really bad place. And this was during COVID, by the way. Okay. So regardless of what you think about the vaccines, he wanted to go and get his COVID vaccine, but couldn't go out of the house. So that was making his agoraphobia, the anxiety even worse. Anyway, funny story. Worked with him, found the root cause. We did some work. And um, two things came out of it. The first one was he went and had his COVID shot, right? And I think you have to wait about 15 minutes until you, with any injection, don't you? Just to make sure you don't pass out or anything. Yeah, before like you leave the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after five minutes, he says to his mum, come on, let's go. And his mum's a nurse, by the way, and uh, is in the NHS. And his mum said to him, okay, I know you're probably anxious about this. And he turned around and went, what? I don't have anxiety. I'm just bored. I want to go and she went oh my god I just realized how much I'd programmed him but now he'd taken his power back and then she told me she's a few days later she messaged me and they they hadn't been to the cinema since he was 14 right mm. I've been to the cinema so they went to see a movie and he's just eating popcorn doing what you do and she said something hit her in the middle of the film she looked at him and he was like so happy it was like as if nothing in the past had ever happened before it was as if everything had been erased and she said in the middle of the cinema i just started sobbing she said i just realized that i'd got my son back now what was really interesting was was that she'd got her son back because he had taken back control and and empowered himself and that shift only happened because he realized the root cause and the reason of why he felt the way that he did and he took responsibility. And there's a quote I found online. And I think this is really key. It's, it's the belief in yourself is more important than endless worries of what others think of you. Value yourself and others will value you. Validation is best that comes from within. It's, a, it's tragic that we recognize our self-worth from external validation. And what was really interesting in that story that I've just told was, was that mum recognised something within herself. And mum took responsibility as well, which is beautiful. Yeah. Because a lot of people would be like, well, it's not my fault. He decided this or whatever. And they will completely disregard the the words that they said. Yeah. So, but it's, it's beautiful because it's, uh, yeah, both of them took responsibility. And it's that vibrational resonance that when we serve ourselves, when we take responsibility for ourselves, which we talked about in the other podcasts, when we start to move towards just asking those questions of seeing think situations through the lens of love when we start to go if i'm doing this is it making me happy and that's the question they're they're very simple questions by doing this is it making me happy and if not what can i do to make myself happy then we're empowered and as soon as you become happier you will your auric field will go out you you will start to vibrate at a different level and by that you will influence the environment around you so instead of being a victim to your environment by you taking responsibility for your inner environment, you will start to vibrate in a way that will attract different things to you, but it takes responsibility. 
Yeah, it's the same, you know, with the life happens for you, not to you. Exactly. As soon as you change, make that that shift in your in everything in your life. So like I treat this, I'm like, this is, I wouldn't say it's my mantra because I don't repeat it or anything. But I definitely look at life now as life happens for me. So whatever comes my way, good or bad, whatever label you put on it, um, I know how I'm going to handle it. I'm going to handle it with curiosity. I have my tools. So whatever happens is, you know, um, I'm going to be just fine. And if it's a negative or harder, then that's going to teach me something. So I know this. So I'm just going to, um, you know, unpack even more wisdom about myself. So hmm. that's okay. So, so Max, let's think of it this way then. Let's give people some tips that they can go away with because the four thieves of happiness yeah. are always going to turn up, right? I think we need to be, I think we need to be aware yes. of this, that there is no. So repeat them life. again, judgment, yeah, shame. So, so when you, when you, let me, because I'm going to ask you this as a question, just to see what you do to shift your heart set, your mindset to take responsibility. So when the four thieves of happiness come calling, so when judgment comes calling, whether it's judgment of yourself or judgment of others, when shame sinks in and you start feeling shame about yourself or something you've done to somebody else, when guilt comes a knocking at the door and you feel guilty about something you've done, and then you try and then validate that and you you then stick into that codependency of excuses, where do you sit? How do you get yourself from that point of the four thieves of happiness is about to rob you? And what is it that you do to quickly move yourself back into a place of power that's so funny i was laughing when you were saying it uh, just because i it I'm, I'm one of those people that if they move through something then they don't 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 even remember how it was and honestly lately i don't even have those feelings anymore because i've been practicing non-judgment for a while now and i think so what I do you like what do you do though that's my point is that what what is what is practicing non-judgment what is the thing that you do because so whatever it's subconscious now so well, that's there's, the still, there's still a little bit because there will be like a thought in my head so if there is a thought let's say in my in my head that would tell me not to do something or people will say something yeah. or whatever uh i entertain that thought so i stop and i'm like okay hey What's up? What's what what you, what you want from me today? Like, what is this about? So it's like digging deeper, right? So what what is this? Like, which part of Maggie is speaking now? Is mm. it the wounded one? Is it like what's what's the need that um is either like am I threatened here? Is my ego threatened? You know, like so I just stop and I'm like and I and again I come from place of curiosity. Yes. What's happening? Why? is this happening what is exactly my point here and then if there's judgment so I, I try not to judge myself um anymore but maybe you're right maybe there'll be something like oh people will judge me or someone I, I think of others so then I just remind myself that I'm no longer the person that is obsessed about not that I was obsessed but you know I'm, I'm no longer needing validation from others mm. so even if the pop the, the the thought pops up that i need someone's validation i'm gonna just remind myself i no longer need the validation the only validation that i need is from myself so i'm gonna give that validation to myself at that moment whenever this thing comes in that don't do it i'll be like no i'll do it do i want to do it what was my why here oh yeah yes. it's for my coach to help people it's to uh, get better at something so yeah it's important to me yes it is okay moving on then if there's a guilt is this my guilt do I really uh, feel it or is uh, why am I scared here again like 
is this important to me? Is this in line with my values now? Is this who I am right now? Or is this some sort of old programming that I still have in my body? Um, so if I have to, I go through this. But when I said I don't go through it, I think it just automatically happens. It's because you've done it. You've flexed it as a muscle, exactly. haven't you? So I'm just like, fuck, now moving on. So it's that fast yeah. because I no longer need to entertain those questions in my head because I taught myself. So it, it, it goes very quickly. But you're right, like a month ago or two months ago, I probably would need to, you know, it depends on the thing. Sometimes I would be like half a day on the sofa right there or like on the carpet. It'd yeah. be like, oh, worrying about stuff, right? Right? So depending on what the the fear is, what, what is triggering in you, you may go through it very quickly. Um, you may need an hour, a day, a week, you know, really depends on where you are with it. But the end result, it's still the same. You got to go through those questions. You got to be really honest with yourself. And I know we're repeating it all the time. But if you can't be honest with yourself, then you're not really going to go far. Yeah. Uh, you have to admit when something is hurting you. You have to admit when you want to do something different, but you, even if you don't know how to change this, but you know it bothers you, you need to acknowledge that it's bothering you. If you're not going to be honest with yourself, you're not going to be able to do anything and move forward. Like that's number one. Yes. So for me, for me, the, the way that I look at this is a belief has got two parts. And I agree with you. Yeah. It's So the, the, there's, a, there's two parts to a, a belief, which is a feeling and a story. The first thing yeah. is you need to accept and acknowledge the story is there and you are feeling a feeling. That's the first thing, right? The second thing you need to do is what you've just said. What can I learn from this experience? Why is this, what is the gift that's come to me now that I can learn about myself? So it's not about blaming somebody else. Whatever you're feeling, even if you never might. About blaming it's never about blaming someone else. We're always you know, a Maybe because I don't think we said it before. If you blame someone else, you give your power away. You give That's your it. power away. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so you, you, you and you alone create the stories that you tell yourselves and the beliefs that you create in your body. True fact. True fact. It is. You are the only one that can create your feelings. Sitting with them. Now. I would agree. And if you were, if you want to journal, one of the things that people, when they journal, I've got a journaling method, very quickly share it with you because just writing things down is on one part, become your own coach. And what you can do is, is write down the thoughts in your head, just write them down with no judgment and write them, don't type them. Then read them back and ask yourself one question. Is what I am telling myself true right now? Not five minutes ago, not five years ago, not 10 years ago. Is it true right now? Where's the evidence? Show me the evidence right now. And if there is no evidence, factual, hard evidence in that moment, then it's a lie that you're telling yourself. And anxiety, all anxiety is, is stories and feelings from the past that we project into the future. And it's okay. I think the other thing is it's okay to feel those feelings. You're human. What it's not okay to be is a victim to that. How can I use, how can I use all of those stories and feelings? What is the toolkit that I have in the past? How can I now use that to make something new? How can, because the universe is always giving you something. Your body is always giving you something. It's it's just the fact that sometimes we... The anxiety is giving you a clue where you need to look to heal. And it's that's not your anxiety. anxiety. It's a tool. Yeah. The anxiety, the, not my, the anxiety is a tool. And remember one of the things that you just said before, 
is there are two parts to you. There is the ego part of you, which is your protector. It is there to help you. It does not want you to die. It's pretty stupid. It's not that clever, but it does a bloody good job of making sure that you don't do something that's stupid, that you're going to kill yourself, right? Uh, and it's based on when we were cavemen and women. What you need to do is to go, I am not the ego. And thank you and give gratitude for the ego, the inner child, whoever, give gratitude for it coming in. And like a child, when a four-year-old or five-year-old does something that's unfamiliar, what do they say? They go, why are we doing that? I just need to understand. I need to emotionally understand what's happening here. So when we when we catastrophize about something, we will go, I'm not enough because, and then we can list all of the things that happened in the past that we're not good enough. However, when we say, I am enough, I am enough because, we never, we never say why in this moment that's not a truth. I am empowered to do because I'm an adult. I have all of these things. I, I have this. Even if you have nothing, you have breath, you have life. You can really dig down into that. And as soon as you start focusing on what you have rather than what you do not do not have, all of a sudden the mind becomes a goal-seeking machine. And it starts to go, well, what's the next micro move? Because we often look to the macro. Mm. I want this amount of money. I want this lifestyle. I want this. Okay, that's fine. But what move can you make now? And that's why these lofty questions are really, really good. Why am I that already? Because you can't bring something in if you don't. And it's not about going, I'm a but million. I would add to this. I would add to this that I think it might be um, looping into the next episode because we, we will have to wrap this one what up. What a great anyway. segue. What a great but, segue. Uh, exactly. But I think that, yeah, that comes with the intention as well. So you can do the lofty questions. You can do a lot of things, but you still need to act accordingly as yes. well. So like you need to start doing little, even if it's little bits, uh, it comes to the trust. You need to kind of, I think a lot of us need to build trust with ourselves because yes. if you were, um, um, I always say whenever you um, don't choose yourself, like whenever you give your power away, you're really like abandoning yourself. When I heard it that way, it only then I think I realized because abandon is a much bigger word for me um then i give my power away it's kind of like i didn't i never had this power so i'm yeah. i haven't given anything away but if you tell me i'm abandoning myself well that touches upon my wounds because i probably have some abandonment you know wounds and stuff like yeah. that so that was like oh i don't want to do this to myself i don't want to abandon myself why am i doing this so you can reframe things like you know whatever lends more that you're going to be like that it clicks for you and you're like oh I, that's not what i want to do i really want to change this so I think we pick that back up. I think the reframe thing, I think we pick that up in the next episode because I think this is such a deep, this is such a deep episode. And the first four episodes really were about setting those anchors in for people to start to really do this inner work, this real deep work of, of, of how you move into judgment, move into shame, move into guilt, move into validation to understand it as a fuel. And then, so in the next episode, we're going to be talking about Okay, so now you've done that work. How do you start to move from that victim mindset? And how do you start to speak from the scar, not from the wound, so that you can start to empower yourself to move your life forward? So I think that's a really nice place to leave that. And if you've enjoyed this discussion, if you want to find a little bit more, and as we go through these episodes, we're going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. But um, yeah, come and join us on the next episode where we're going to go a little bit further into this. 
to, to maybe help you look at how you can use the situation you're in at the moment to your best advantage.